Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short term plans at uh1.com. CM Punk had a promo segment with Drew McIntyre and let me tell you that it ruled. You might even say that it's drooled. It's just that the word drool means something. So like, I don't think that works. It's drooled. Okay. Okay. Welcome to the Rustle Podcast channel. This is our review of Monday Night Raw. Please do press the subscribe button. Give us a thumbs up if you managed to make it this far and haven't already. I'm Luke Owen D. I've barely made it this far. I'll be honest. And I'm joined by your reigning jam that champion, Dan Layton. Dan. Yeah. The Royal Rumble is coming up. Yeah, it is. And, you know, what we like to do around these sort of times is to have a little party for that. Oh, yeah. Everyone yeah. likes a rumble party. Well, there ain't yeah. no party like a rumble party. Well, so we, you know, we, ha- we did parties for Night of Champions. Yeah, we, we did. We did yeah. parties for Crown Jewel yeah. and, and Survivor Series. Yeah, we did. Money um, in the Bank. Money in the Bank, of course. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we had a, 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 the castle. a very, very good time mm-hmm. uh, with those as well. And, you know, a lot of people are asking, but where's the rumble party? Yeah, yeah, they have been asking that question. They have been asking that. And I haven't really had much of an answer. No. Just because there's lots of things that just get in the way of get, make, getting these things out there and getting them done. Moving parts. They're, oh, there's moving parts plenty, And Christmas, of course. Of course. And then I had the audacity to have a week off. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, out, that was unprecedented that, that re- I mean, that set us back a week. Yeah. But I can now officially announce, if you were at our Survivor Series party last November, check your inbox because... Your secret code is in there with the link to the party page. You can get tickets for our Royal Rumble watch party on January 27th. Royal Rumble is the party of all parties. Is there, it, we're all going to count down. We're all going to go, eh. You're oh, be we, there. We'll do that 60 times. Yeah. And honestly, at the 60th time, it still won't be old. There it is. Not to put too fine a point on it. But the last time we had one of these parties, we ended up on telly three times. <laughs> so you could be on Monday Night Raw if you come to this show. This is when awesome. Sasha Banks returns. Not only that, 
we can almost guarantee you'll be part of the Wrestle Talk experience because we'll be live streaming our reactions to the Rumble Party from the venue itself. And as you've seen from clips and stuff, we'll have some of this bit later on. You'll be able to see yourself on screen. Mm. It is a wicked, wicked time. Yeah. It is the best way to watch wrestling pay-per-views, and we are all very, very excited. Yeah. Also, I can confirm as well, we're not doing a, uh, a live no-holds-board ah. for the pre-show this time. Oh, okay. What are we doing instead? I'll tell you in a bit, Dan. Oh, a tease, a little tease. Hook and tease. Because we're here to talk about Monday Night Raw. If you want to join the conversation, please do join our live chat with our wonderful, wonderful crew that are joining us for this stream. And leave a comment down below if you're watching this on demand. If you want your thoughts read out on the air, restalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out all of them above the five US dollar amount. But Dan, let's kick things off mm. with this opening segment. Yeah. The show sort of started with Cody Rhodes. He was just walking backstage and then immediately cut to a pissed off Drew McIntyre mm. in the ring. I didn't see last week's Raw. Yeah, they won. We talked about this on the, the Collision Review mm -hmm. yesterday. I didn't see Raw last week. I didn't watch much of wrestling at all while I was off. Um, but they had the Drew and Seth match last week. Yes, they how, did. How, how was the match? Uh, it was a good match. I had fun with it. Uh, it, was a, it was a fun show, actually, altogether. Um, the 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 match itself though was quite uh, entertaining. Did did the job. You were sort of looking at it. They had a cheap pop in there with a, a, an expected cash in, uh, and then which didn't work. And then Drew kind of very much got a, what I considered to be the fall. It was like, okay, this is you've done it. You've done the Claymore. You've done the DDT. He's he's been hit. He's out. And sure enough, Drew over rotates Seth, and his it's a bit clunky because of the camera angles, but the, the idea being that. Drew, in his haste to get the cover, has tried to fold Seth over, and Seth's foot ends up on the rope. And it was a, it was a fun near fall. It was a really well worked moment. And then, yeah, the distractions ultimately led to Seth getting a steal almost and running away. Well, that's kind of what Drew's point was mm. here, which is that like everyone keeps telling me that you know the only person to blame is myself. And yeah, I could you know look at over rotating on that uh, pin, over covering in a way, over rolling up, and mm. that did lead to Seth's foot being on the ropes. But really, when I think about it, it's everybody else's fault yeah. that I lost this. I love justified heel, yeah. Drew McIntyre. And he had this whole pop at Damien Priest. He's like, Damien, you're an idiot. Yeah. You try to cash in to make it a Why would you want to make it a triple threat? Why not wait till I've won and yeah. then cash in when I'm weak and wounded? You're an idiot, Damien Priest. Which almost feels like a, a, a pointed comment to everybody trying to book about... 15 multi-man <laughs> matches for wrestlemania at this point because it is it is interesting yeah that, well, that was that it worked for seth rollins in that regard but it's a choice for you to do that with a pretty pissed off looking scotsman in the ring absolutely he was like i didn't lose that match damien no. priest cost me mm. that match and he kind of had this whole thing about which like, is a bit delulu because he absolutely did cost himself that match abs well yeah. absolutely yeah but that's that's kind of the, yes, the, exactly. the the brilliance of it and i i do really think that he is one of the best characters in mm. wwe at the moment i'm really enjoying what drew mcintyre is doing and he's like the whole thing of like everyone's wrong except for me mm. like i'm the only person here who's right do you know what else i'm right about cm punk yeah and i'm tired of people maybe you know what i should do is i should just walk away from the company go away for nine years and i'll be welcomed back with a hero's reception and maybe then you'll start to like me mm. and he has this pop at punk and the punk comes out and immediately i was like yes please yeah yeah this, yeah this is i really enjoyed the punk and seth promo that oh, it was we amazing. had uh, a few weeks last late last year yeah you know, we talked about this on on that show being like man that was just magical stuff mm. made me want to see seth versus punk at wrestlemania mm. 
This has made me want to see Drew versus Punk at WrestleMania instead. Yeah. Like, this is now the match I'm re- I'm so interested in. That's nothing against Seth. I just really want to see Punk and Drew. Mm. Like, that's... that's uh, at the end of it, I was like, oh, that sets up Punk and Drew for Mania. Like, that's a that's a really, like, salivating match. I can get on board with that. I don't know what i do with Seth over there. And then I was like, oh, maybe do a triple threat. And it's Punk, Drew, and Seth. That I could really get on board with. Ah. Uh- I'm not on board with these multi-man. Everyone is trying to shoot on everyone in. But to that point, it is kind of because of the... It, look at Triple H's hand, man. It's stacked. You know? He's got the people on this roster who are all main eventers. It's, we've talked about this a bunch of times. Like 2001, Royal Rumble 2002, if you think about it, with Triple H and Kurt Angle and Stone Cold and all, and all of these people in it, where it's like, these are all big-time guys. You have a wealth of choices now. Um something Pete and I talked about last uh, week that uh, I don't think many people understood what I was talking about <laughs> was um, the idea that we need to stop thinking of Mania as the be-all and end-all. If they're going to start booking these shows in massive stadiums, if they're going to start booking these shows as event shows, you know, places like we've got Basha Berlin in, in a stadium in, in August, we've got uh, the Perth Elimination Chamber coming up in a 60,000-seat stadium, these shows are only B-shows if you think of them as B-shows and if you book them as B-shows. Well, if they don't book them as B-shows and they present them as massive shows, that's where you can get your stories like your Drew and your uh, Punk or your Seth and your Drew again or your Seth and your Punk or whatever. Like, There's all of these things. For me, I, I'm still sort of nailed on on the idea of Punk and Seth at Mania because it's not only the match that I want to see it does wonders for that belt. Punk wins a Royal Rumble and says, I want to go for that belt. It tells me that that belt is one worth choosing. That was a conversation we had in our fantasy booking warfare when mm-hmm. Nina Samuels was like, why would Gunther go for that belt? And I was like, well, I'm trying to make that belt look like something worthwhile. In this scenario, Punk's got a reason to go after the man holding it as well as the championship. I loved this segment. All it did for me, though, really, was amuse bush me into thinking of all the potentials we could have down the line over the course of this year this idea that punk has come back and it both does and doesn't feel odd to see him in the ring at this point still feels odd to me still feels odd to you yeah when he came out i would still feel like oh my game's glitched right (laughs) (laughs) it's because he started like slicking his hair back again i like the short version i um, you know i I, yeah he's looking great at the moment he looks so much healthier yeah well that's it i mean you time off will do that to you look at you you're all, you're all trim and ready and raring to go cut my hair this morning there you go how about that um, i'm gonna beard trimmer so i could trim my beard again yeah whereas i haven't taken time off in ages so i look <laughs> haggard as anything but um Dan, you look handsome. i know i just wanted you to say it uh, <laughs> no but the, the i'm gonna try and bring my massive point to a close which mm. is just basically um he's here and there are so many moving parts and so many different combinations and so many bits of intrigue and they're all playing out once, and they would all play out once in the beginning. But let's not rush into any of them and do them all quickly, unless you think he's going to disappear in three months, well, in which case you might as well try. That was kind of one of the things that Drew said. He's like, I want to say congratulations yeah. to you, punk. You've been here, you know, two months and you haven't gone yet. <laughs> you know, we've got a bet backstage on how mm. long you're going to last here. I, th- I thought Drew, like real Drew, w- was very cool. And this in the same way that real Seth, a few weeks back in when he had his punk segment, yeah. was so much better than, <laughs> I'm a revolutionary. You know, yeah. like, like real Seth was so much cooler mm. than that version of Seth. And I thought this Drew 
it wasn't like he was cooler. It was the Drew that we're always having, but he's talking about real things. Mm. And it's just like, it didn't feel like it was a change in his character. This was just Drew being awesome. I mean, that's why this has been working because he has been talking yeah. about those real things. And him talking about all the like guidance he needed from a locker room leader at that point is the same sort of earnestness that he's giving when he's talking about um, me and Becky both know what it's like to leave our families at home and make these big sacrifices. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's all part of the same character. Uh, this reminded me a lot. Obviously, it's not as... I would not say it's as good as this segment. But it was a lot like the Eddie Kingston punk segment uh, that they had, where the two of them had said, like, you know, backstage, these are the beats we're going to hit. I'm going to bring up this. I'm going to bring up this. Mm. And they just went out there and just brought up real-life issues that they had with each other and just talked about it very openly very honestly mm -hmm. and it was just a truly magical segment in in, in all elite wrestling's history i'm not going to say that this is a, an all-time magical segment but i really do think like this was a, like i this is the thing that excited me the most from the show and this is what you want from your cm punk being back in wwe mm. is drew talking about I was like hey, you know when you were here and you were champion and you kept walking into rooms telling us you were the locker room leader because that's what all leaders do they tell people that they're the leader i need it a leader but you weren't leading people mm. no you're just a demon you're just like someone that you, i i what was it you said about like i spoke to randy orton about this i like just said like oh, i just talked to randy about this you're talking about very openly and honestly about you know these people having conversations backstage you'd be like oh yeah i talked to randy about this and you know i was dealing with my demons and he was dealing with his demons you're straight edge you don't deal with demons you're just a demon yourself Mm. And then we had, and this is one of the things that I think actually might make this slightly better than the Kingston segment. This had that punk line. You, I, I always love, you know, uh, your arms are too short to box with God. You know, those lines. You're going to find out when you're not swimming with sharks. I, I'm here swimming with sharks and you're there dancing with stars and mm. the Jericho feud. You always have those little CM Punk stingers in there. And I love a little punk stinger. And his punk stinger in this one here was like, I'm not a demon. I'm Satan himself. Mm. CM Punk is the devil confirmed. <laughs> uh, I didn't get to do the edited reviews you because my yeah. trains were cancelling, but I wrote that joke down ahead of time. He even like made a, a reference to the Straight Edge Society. Yeah. It, was like, it was like, oh, if you're dealing with demons, I can shave your head right now. We can and induct you into the Straight Edge Society. Yeah, I, I thought this was so, so cool. Mm. And then he made a commando reference, which I thought was great. And he was like, oh, look, I'm going to be in the Royal Rumble and I'm going to eliminate everyone. But Drew, I'm going to save you for last. Mm. And he just walked down. And it, that's what I mean. It was like, I want to see drew versus punk mm. i wanted to see punk versus seth but now i want to see drew versus punk and this is kind of what's so great about triple h here at wwe i've got so many things i want to see mm. that i can't wait to see all of them it's interesting um i thought christmas was finished but here we are with quality street tin a tin full of chocolates <laughs> that we all want to try and eat um, absolutely and and we even have a couple that everyone's going to leave behind on this show like gender versus seth rollins but like there's a <laughs> there's there's you're looking at a giant box of chocolates and you never know what it's going to get and it's already great and there's so many i'm just like let's not eat them all at once you know let's savor them a little bit let's spread it out i, I think I, I i i feel like maybe it was because i was tired this morning i don't feel like i i felt this segment was the uh, fuse segment to really make this so i enjoyed it very much i thought it was tremendously effective everything you say i completely agree with but it wasn't something that made me go I can't wait to see that match at WrestleMania instead of Seth and Punk. Do you think is because you and Ollie talked about this in the World's End review, mm. the, the time off syndrome that we often have here at WrestleTalk is that if, we, <laughs> if, if we ever take a week off work and don't watch any wrestling in that yeah. week off, we come back and just like, isn't everything Jazz. great? No, like, isn't, isn't everything awesome? But here's the thing, like, and uh, you're not wrong and you're not alone. Like a lot of people have, uh, I've been on the, the internet and had a look at some of the reviews and some people who 
openly don't really vibe with the WWE style of production have been given this segment huge props. Mm -hmm. Like it's, I'm not, and I'm not even saying it's bad. I'm not, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it. The opposite of that. I'm just saying that I didn't see, I saw a, a flavor. I saw a reason that Punk is here. I saw a reason why this feels like this is going to work. I saw a reason that not only is this going to work, there's going to be a locker room harmony because nobody, they took their shots, but it, it felt like they took their shots in a, a healthy way. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, not to be a bit glib or whatever about it. Mm -hmm. um, and it felt like, it felt like showing me the ingredients, showing me the smorgasbord and being like, Punk gets his belt. Maybe Drew will come after that because let's not forget there's a whole, the, the wheel never stops. The story's never finished as Triple H said. Like there's the constantly, constantly moving. If the idea is that Punk is going to, you know, he's learned his lessons. He is going to play the machine. He's going to play within the, the wheel and not kick his toys out of the pram. We've got a long road to go on and there's so many different options and you are smart not to ignore them. Where, in uh, for for a bajillion reasons over in the AW side, there were all of these money matches that we were all salivating to, and we were like, right, let's get Collision underway, let's get Punk back, because we know we're building to. I want to see a Kenny Omega versus Punk at um, All In. Mm. You know, it wasn't to be because of all the machinations that were going on backstage. That you know, there are three sides to every story, but here it's basically saying to us, we're gonna do them all. You know, these people that Drew McIntyre stormed out of the arena when CM Punk came back and all that stuff. Was it because of Punk? Was it because of other things? Drew even mentioned he might leave the company and the reports are saying that his contract is still not up. And that all adds to the idea. Yeah, he's, he still hasn't signed his new deal. Yeah. Seamus hasn't. Apparently Becky, uh, what uh, Sean Ross uh, said on Fightful today was that like she is demanding a massive price. Mm. It'll probably be the biggest contract any uh, female wrestler's ever had. And like all of these things are probably true. Do I see Becky Lynch leaving WWE? No, nope. I don't. She's got a book. They'll, they'll, they'll pay it. Yeah, well, that's it. And, they, and you can't set precedence with what that's why the Sasha Banks and Mercedes made anything. Like, there's all of this stuff going on. But at the end of the day, we are the ones who root the benefits of that. And they are showing it to us. And I'm just like, let's exercise a little bit of caution. When we're talking about the fantasy booking of all these multi-men matches, Roman, Rock, and Cody, how about this? How about this? How about this? How about this? It's just, th there's just so many flavors. And it's it's a, it's lovely to see, but let's mm -hmm. everybody calm down and <laughs> not rush these so, things and get them over. Are, are with. You, you're still pushing for Punk to win the Rumble. Um, yeah, I like the idea of I I like I said before. I think it really firms. I like although that's okay. 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 <laughs> I like the idea of Punk winning the Rumble because it sets up a reason why someone would go for the belt that we all think of as secondary. And if you are trying to convince me that that belt is worth it, that's what you should be doing as a booker. Later on the show, they also did make a point about nobody's done it twice since Steve Austin 26 years ago, and they really hyped Cody for then it. And they you just... No, I love Cody. So I'm like, oh, those are my two picks. I, I said this to Ollie, like, we recorded a three count today. It'll be going out this coming uh, Sunday on the Rest Talk News channel. I said to him, I was like, they were hammering home the idea that no one has won back-to-back -back Rumble since Austin in, in, you know, 26 years ago, whenever it was, when he did it in 97, 98. That was like, they're hammering at home so much that he is either going to do it or he is catastrophically going to fail at the final hurdle. Mm. I also have a, well, I also have a fantasy booking idea that me and Pete have workshopped that I really <laughs> have got quite fond of. Do you do any work? No, I'm oh, a freelancer. Okay. <laughs> I just come in and look pretty. And even that I'm struggling with at the moment. Um, but, but like we all have our little fantasy booking ideas and, and the ways you can get it I, I end up with 
and then you've got the rock in there as well well that's what i was gonna say the rock's also a big part of this story yeah well i I don't think the rock's gonna be in the rumble but i can certainly imagine rock doing a stare down with roman after the fatal four way yeah on the 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 universal title pictures finished Mm -hmm. um i i've still got cody going back to back wins Mm -hmm. and it is cody versus uh it's cody versus roman at mania and i could see them doing roman versus rock at uh, elimination chamber you and pete talked about this quite eloquently last week with this whole idea of and you mentioned earlier that you know treating b shows like they're not b shows elimination chamber in australia has the same capacity as wrestlemania yeah sixty three thousand without yeah. any of the floors they're both basically sixty five thousand yeah. seats right so it's not like you're looking to look at elimination chamber and be like oh why are you doing rock versus roman there it's like so here's me being like i want to see drew versus punk at, at mania like that's the match i'm excited to see at wrestlemania but you can do drew versus punk at elimination chamber, chamber. That's and, what, it, yeah. and it will feel just as big mm. suddenly scale wise and visually it will look like spectacular and i think that's the other thing that what makes us all go a bit uh gaga and a bit crazy about this is because you know how, how many times have they said like you got three main events in this show and it's like well, there's only one main event the whole punk thing about this is a main event well no there is only one main event yeah it's just that this year i kind of believe it like i kind of believe that over two nights you've got several different main event possibilities yeah rock and roman is there cody and roman is also there seth and punk is also there becky and Rhea is a, a, you know something that you've spoken about uh, a lot that you'd like to see that and, I, me- still, and I still think it's gonna happen like, and, it, and it may well bailey and uh, bailey and eo or bailey and mercedes let's say mercedes comes back i don't know probably unlikely but you know there are so many different options of people within the company let alone people who are outside of the company that i just sort of that's why i find it so hard to to be like let's pick which one it's going to be and the whole discourse of is he the guy is he not the guy and it's got to be this and it has to be mania i'm almost like oh do you know what i don't know how you can absolutely go wrong but i just want to sit back and put my feet up and let it happen i my big prediction here the final three of the rumble Mm. is cody drew and punk Mm. that's your final three and punk takes out drew cody takes out punk cody wins the rumble drew pissed off blame someone else you know, blames punk effectively and that's how you do punk and drew at uh chamber perhaps that's a number one contenders match for who is going to face seth at mania and you can either have either one of them win probably punk win or in my dream world you find the schmoz thing and you do a triple threat at mm. mania that also kind of separates it out a little bit sort of separates out the the world title and the universal title into to two different type match types i guess maybe that's my my gm mode mm. uh, going in their varieties the spice of life and all that but it just sets up like that's what i loved about this segment i love a segment that spins out lots of different thoughts and feelings and plans and fantasy bookings you could be like oh you could do this and then that will lead to this or you could do that and it will lead to so and so that's what i really liked about this segment mm-hmm. i thought this was a absolute home run segment and you know i thought punk was great punk had his stinger in there he had his really good line i thought this this actually felt like the best that punk has been since he came back but credit to drew i thought drew was fantastic mm-hmm. he really was segment he was so so great and this heel run of his even the lead up to the heel run as well mm. when he was doing that sort of like tweener thing where he was like he was a baby face but acting like a heel and he was doing that slow burn heel turn it has been an incredible year for for mr mcintyre and i i don't know whether he stays or whether he goes but this has been a great run i really really enjoyed this run. Mm. it's been very effective and he's done a fantastic job with it i you know we like to do our polls mm-hmm. so why don't we do a poll i'm going to suggest three options Punk versus Seth. Seth. Drew versus Punk. Punk. And then triple threat. Triple threat. Yeah. So, Mod Mother, if you, if Mod you Mother can... is not here. 
Oh, okay. I mean, that means I'm going to have to do the the poll then. Good. So if you can vamp, perhaps. Oh, I can vamp. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Maybe if you uh, read out some of the uh, the old jokes, don't you worry. If you want to get involved, restalk.com forward slash support, because Dan's going to be reading out all of the ones above the five US dollar amount, while I make a poll. So Christy has done just that and says, Hi, fellas. First time Super Chatter. Thank you very much indeed. Really enjoyed last night's show. It has me very excited for the Rumble. I loved the Drew Punk segment. Drew has probably been the best character on Raw, especially since Jay joined Keep Up The Good Content. And there's another guy. So this is the thing. There are so many options and, and like Sami Zayn hasn't been in this conversation and and I had him down as my fourth of the final four there you go and, and like but I mean Gunther hasn't been a part of this conversation if you want to consider him that's because Ely Dragunov's going to eliminate him and that's going to be your main match right there. but uh you've got so many different choices and so many different options and I think it is a wealth of this is why I'm, I'm really trying to double down on while I didn't for me this segment wasn't as fire as the Seth segment or even the Punk Solo segment on Smackdown a couple of weeks ago I'm not saying it wasn't tremendously effective i also just feel like there's almost people bending over backwards to try and make certain things fit in their fantasy bookings and that is part of the joy like that's not me that's not me negging or criticizing it literally is just is an absolute mm. uh part of the fun of this time of year and it's so nice for a change for there to be so many different potential you know solutions and who knows what they're going to end up like 
Yeah, I mean, I've, I'm super excited for the Rumble mm. this year. You mentioned the DO1 Rumble. Like, that's the one I always throw up as the example. It's, it's the, I, for my money, it's the best Rumble ever. Yeah. And one of the reasons why it's the best Rumble ever is that even though Steve Austin was always going to win that Royal Rumble, the promo package that airs at the start of the show and going into it, you're like, crikey, this is a star-studded show. And you've mm. got loads of guys, actually, that could win the Royal Rumble here. And that's what makes the 01 Rumble so incredible. But this here, the 2024 Rumble, is leading into a very similar thing where we're like, last year, it was always Cody. The year before that, no one really knew, but I don't think they really knew either. That's why Brock won. Mm. But this is like, I'm going into this Rumble being like, it could be Cody. It could be Punk. But there's a bunch of other guys. I, everyone was wanting Gunther to win. You wanted Cody and Gunther to go like the one Iron Man performance, be one and two, or be the final two again. But this time it's Gunther that wins. Mm. I, I had my big thing. It was like, I want to see Gunther with two belts. Like, I want to see you know, Gunther get all the belts and stuff. Like, there's so many options. I cannot wait for the Rumble. Mm. I think the women's one, I'm, I'm a bit more, like, I've got more question marks over. I think that is Becky's match to lose. Yeah, I've, I've got Bailey in that. You got Bailey to it. Yeah. I mean, Bailey, that's a great shout. Though. Yeah, because Becky's really won it already. And Bailey eliminating Becky last. If you've come second in the Rumble, you've got a good shot of being like, I was this close, and there's two yeah. championships, and I think I feel like I deserve a shot at you. In which case, then you're kind of looking at less of a men's and a women's Rumble. It's a Raw and SmackDown thing. It's like yeah. the Raw Rumble is then sort of the men, like the men's Rumble is the Raw Rumble mm. because it's not really about Roman's title. If Cody wins, then it's about Roman's title. But the women's one is like, is it about damage control? Like, is damage control the through line for that Rumble, mm. or is it Becky two time? Yeah. I also like the the wrinkle in on SmackDown of uh, Nick Aldis standing up to the bloodline a little bit and being and he's sort of not taking not letting him get away with some stuff. It's like, oh, you wanted to interfere and ruin my my main event. You're having them all in a fatal four way. And that adds a really interesting element too. If the Rumble goes to Punk, then what happens to Roman's belt? Well, you know, Nick Aldis inserts himself into the Royal Rumble and, and he um, wins it. And wins it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh bm whitehouse here uh has got two things number one our truth will get over in judgment day as sammy say did in the bloodline two let's make a bet if jinder wins the world title next week you must make pete and tempest do a podcast <laughs> review of, of nwa power for a year if not i'll give five dollars every 10 manias has three people competing for the world title at number 10 it was hart luger and yokozuna 20 it was dx and redacted 30 it was brian orton batista 40 can continue that tradition with rollins punk and mcintyre I don't see why not. Mm. The big one for me was the idea of the changing of the guard, of like the guy gets put on the shoulders. That's the mm. really big, or like the, the big confetti celebration, which, you know, the confetti celebration, a lot of manias now, but I think of the, the sort of three Bret Hart, Benoit, yeah. um, and then Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Um, I mean, what's funny about that fact there as well is that uh, 15 was also supposed to be a triple threat. It was supposed to be Rock, Mankind, and Steve Austin. Uh, But someone decided that the WrestleMania main event should only be a singles match for the world title. It shouldn't be a triple threat. And that man was Shawn Michaels, who then went on to compete in a triple threat match for the world title in the main event of WrestleMania. He was wrong. <laughs> Cooper Crease here said, uh, what, do you, uh, what would you guys think about Gunther returning Monday to cut a no one can beat me promo only to get interrupted by Ilya Dragunov to set up an icy title match at the Rumble? Love you guys. Jam that jam. I, I've, again, spoilers for three count. I've got Dragunov in the Rumble eliminating Gunther and you do Dragunov Gunther for the IC title at Mania and mm-hmm. basically 
redo the NXT UK match that that not as many people saw that should have seen it. Like probably the best match of WWE in 2020 during the, the pandemic. And you just do that on the, the biggest stage possible at WrestleMania. Uh, the only problem is the dragon of the NXT champion. I was about to say, yeah. and that's why I don't have him anywhere near yeah. it. I, I actually, I, I'm sticking to my uh, Bron Breaker eliminates Gunther from the Rumble to make a splash, and then they have it doesn't it doesn't have to beat him, doesn't have to beat him, but they get a good good run on Raw. And this is a uh, Ollie's prediction. Instead, was like he's pushing for Brock Lesnar, and you do oh, Lesnar Gunther for the IC title at Mania instead. By the way, I'm all for that as well. And isn't that also kind of a magic thing about this year's Rumble? It's not just who's going to be facing Seth. It's well, who's going to eliminate Gunther. Yeah. What Gunther match are we getting? I will also say, we are three months away. Two two months away? Three months away from Mania? No, three. We're three, three. months away from Mania. This Cody Shinsuke story, and we'll talk about it there, has been six weeks of television, seven weeks, including the one that was just a recap show. And it has dragged. You let's look at elimination chamber first <laughs> and then let's get to mania not not in the main events but everything else six weeks might not be triple h's strength yeah four weeks this is what i'm talking oh, about give him, give him four weeks this is what i'm talking about uh and we'll do the last one here from text for the moment who said rhea ripley is so over right now her aura is unmatched and has become one of the must-see acts on monday nights which makes me happy being a fan of her since 2019 perhaps 2024 is the year she turns babyface <laughs> Ah, oh, we'll talk about it when we get to her segment because I had similar thoughts. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we've been talking about the Royal Rumble and you know who's going to be winning the Women's Royal Rumble to possibly face Rhea Ripley. And what's going to be the best way for you to watch the Royal Rumble? Is it going to be sitting at home on mm, your own? That does sound like fun. I, I mean, like to be on my own at home. I've, I've watched you know Royal Rumbles on my own mm-hmm. before. And you sit there and you go, three, two, one. Ah, and you sort of chuckle to yourself and you have fun. You can jump up and down on your bed when your, your fave wins. Mm. Or... You could be in a room with all of us watching the Royal Rumble live at the Long Arm Pub and Brewery in Shoreditch in London. Over a hundred other WrestleTalk fans will be there. This is the best way to watch wrestling pay-per-views. It's the most fun I've had watching wrestling pay-per-views, and I've been to wrestling (laughs) pay-per-views. I have had such a blast at every single one of these these done. And the one that we keep talking about, like we you know, did them, did Clash of the Castle, we did Money in the Bank, we did uh, uh, Saudi shows, and we did Survivor Series. But the one that people always say was like, can't wait for you guys to do the Rumble. Yeah. Cannot wait for you guys to do a watch party for the Rumble. And we are now set to finally do a watch party for a Royal Rumble. And I can not wait yeah it's it's the show that is not so much a show it's a game isn't it we all have a laugh with the rumble you can have you can enjoy some good wrestling but you might be there when sean waltman makes his appearance in a royal rumble match we're also going to be doing the royal jamble yeah again which means we'll be doing a royal jamble live for someone to come after this at so WrestleMania, because yeah, it's not going anywhere. Two people will be going after that belt uh, for the in the men's and women's matches at WrestleJamia. So that is always going to be happening. That's tremendously exciting to be doing that live. Mm. Tickets are on sale if you bought a ticket to our Survivor Series event. If you did go to our Survivor Series event last year, there is an email in your inbox with a link and a code. Use that and you can get your tickets right now, if you are one of the people who unfortunately could not make it to our Survivor Series party, do not fret because tickets will be going on sale this Thursday at 3 p.m. So when we go live with our AEW Dynamite review, tickets will go on sale for our Royal Rumble watch party to the general public. Mm. And I had a bit of a tease for you earlier. You did. 
Last couple of times we've done no holds board. Yeah. We've had a grand old time we doing have. it. But we thought we'd shake things up a little bit. Ooh. Ooh. So, for the first time ever, we're going to be doing live oh. survival series. Oh, no! Survival series live oh, the pressure. and in person at our Royal Rumble pre-show party. It's big pressure enough in a room, let alone in front of human beings who are judging you for Judging you harshly yes. for getting things wrong. Goodness me. So yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun doing Survival Series Live. Tempest and I are currently trying to work out, like we're like, yeah, let's do it. And they're like, what do we do? Let's let's talk about this now. So mm. we're we're going to be uh, putting some plans together. What we might do, it might be slightly different to how Survival Series works as a, an edited format. But because we're, yeah, because I'm not going to have five minutes to try and decide <laughs> whether or not Seamus was a champion at one point. We're tremendously excited to be doing this, and like yeah, we can't wait to do that. So those those will be limited tickets. Um, so we might be able to put some extra tickets on sale for that uh, a little bit later on down the line. But at the moment, they are limited tickets for live Survival Series. But the Watch Party this coming Thursday, when we're live for our Dynamite review, they'll be going on sale. Do and ask the audience like a lifeline oh. like in who wants to be a millionaire oh it's good they get we get three lifelines <laughs> instead of three strikes instead it's three of three lifelines. strikes it's three it's lifelines. one strike and you're out but you get three lifelines that's fun yeah so uh tickets are on sale now if you did go to our watch party last time they'll be on sale for our AEW dynamite review on thursday Right, let's get into the rest of this show. As I said, we opened up with the Punk and Drew segment. And then we had Finn Balor uh, versus Tommaso Ciampa. What I really liked about this was the, the presentation of Ciampa's promo. Yeah. So Balor makes his entrance. Him and Damian Priest are in the ring. And then he cuts a commercial and they come back. And Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano are just walking to the ring. They're basically doing like a West Wing walk and talk, but they're doing <laughs> it to camera. Mm. And then they arrive at the gorilla position and it's like, yeah, we're going to go win those tag titles. And now goes Champa. I thought this was really, really cool. Yeah, it was almost like last last week, and you didn't watch last week, but we started the show with a really cool sort of rundown of what's coming up on Raw with Cole and Barrett in the ring. And with all the reports of Kevin Dunn being like out of the company and they want to take it in a more sportsy sort of feel direction, these changes aren't going to happen overnight when you've been a structure in place. Kevin Dunn has been the head of this since the first WrestleMania. So old habits die hard. You don't want to rip up the rule book overnight. But there are certain things that it feels like they're trying and changing. That opening segment last week, this kind of walk and talk promo, which gives it that kind of intensity feeling. And I felt that intensity carried on through the match. Do you know what I was a big fan of it? Do you know which one I noticed? It was during the Kaiser Kingston match. Mm. They did the spot to set up going to commercial break, but didn't have the commentators throw to it. Yeah. You know, it's like it wasn't a raw rolls on or anything like that. The commentary just stopped. Yeah. And then they just had a little bit of action. And I was like, this feels like we should be going into a commercial break. And then they did. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, cool. It's it's interesting. Like As I say, you can't rip up the rule book, but it, it's certainly worth trying some things out. Yeah. And I would like these to not be a false dawn. I, I, I really liked the intensity of this. And I, I thought it benefited the match. So this is part of one of the great storylines on Raw at the moment, which is R-Truth being part of the Judgment Day. Yeah. This match was set up by R-Truth last week, and it's also there to fuel the Judgment Day versus DIY for the tag titles match that we're going to be getting at some point soon, likely at Elimination Chamber, perhaps. And they had a pretty good match. I really enjoyed the the the, uh, the work that they did. Uh, Priest fought with Gargano at ringside, and Champa put an end to that. And then Gargano tripped Balor in the ring, mm. and that allowed Champa to pin Balor. Mm. So you could argue, oh, DIY were cheating, but you know, like it's it's Judgment Day shenanigans. That's DIY. 
I thought it was a, a good match, decent little finish, mm. and I'm super stoked for Judgment Day versus DIY as a match. Yeah, I didn't love the end. I thought it was a little bit. It was a weird way to get DIY over or to see them be like. I think I think they're facing an uphill struggle, and it's even down to their theme song, which I think is is bad, hot garbage. But um, I like them very much, and this match was very quick, and this match was very intense, and it's like as you say, I'm excited to watch this tag match i just thought that was a weird choice for the finish um something else that struck me was the the razor's edge guy reaction mm. damien priest a lot of people being like damien priest is not someone who you consider as a guy he's got bags of time on that um contract and he looks cool he had that great match with bad bunny he's obviously he's, he carries his charisma very well and i don't know there was something really interesting about the fact that he got him up for that razor's edge and, and probably because he was hovering near a table but the crowd seemed really up for I it i was gonna say i think the, the table might have had something to do with it it was fun it was fun though it was good and i, I was like good for you uh we got a recap of nia jacks beating becky lynch last week and then backstage jackie interviewed becky who you know said hey look i'm in the royal rumble so it's not all over because nia didn't end me and i didn't end nia so this will continue this is the other side of the production coin where I still feel like there are some habits that I find a bit weird and a bit lazy. And this was the only time Becky was on the whole show. So she came into work and got into something akin to gear to do this and then go. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, could this not be a segment elsewhere? Could this not just be an inset promo? I, I, I didn't love that Punk was there at the beginning and then not in the rest of the show. I like things to have a, a, a run all the way through. I like a storyline to carry us the mm-hmm. whole way through. And I suppose to an extent there was that with Cody Rhodes. And that's true. And our truth, that's very true. Um, but yeah, I was, I was just a bit like, huh, what a, what a waste of Becky's time. <laughs> she didn't say anything. What was not a waste of time, though, was I will be upfront. It might be my favorite thing on the show. I, it, it is mine. Yeah, this was, I, this was so good. This was incredible. It was Kofi Kingston versus Ludwig Kaiser. This is built off the back of last week, uh, the match not going... Particularly, it's not going to plan because Vinci got injured. Vinci got a a concussion quite early on, and it was very. I was. It it made it look like it was from Kofi's drop kick. I don't know if it was because Kofi caught at the side of his head at the wrong angle. It was miscommunication, or just uh, Vinci smacked his head off the canvas. But it was a very abrupt stop to the match, uh, Mm. appropriately. So concussions are serious. Heads are precious to mess with. So. yeah, it was it was it was done pretty quickly. So this was a follow-on from that. And what they got was a really good match yep. between the two of them. Got really, really good towards the end. Uh, it spills to the outside. As Kofi is about to make it back into the ring, Kaiser stops him. So it ends in a double counter. Everyone you know, boos. Everyone boos, and you're like, oh, what, what an odd finish. They don't often do like double counter finishes, particularly one that doesn't, you know, ends like that with one guy just stopping the other guy from from getting mm. back in. But it was there to be done as part of the post-match angle which was, and they were putting over this a lot in commentary. Wade Barrett was very, very good at, at highlighting this because it set up the post-match, which is, this is a more vicious side to uh, Ludwig, Ludwig Kaiser. Kaiser than we have seen previously. Mm. Like, he's really, he's really vicious in this match. Like, this is a more vicious side, I, and I'm really, like, I'm liking what we're seeing here. So Wade, Wade Barrett's putting this over, putting this over. And then, like, he just kicks the crap out of Kingston at ringside absolutely massive and they had like a bit of a tussle you know like kofi launched him over the table but kaiser fires back and he just launched him into the chair uh, into the stairs now michael cole is in there and he drapes kofi over these stairs producers come down jason jordan jamie noble are there trying to break this all up and it feels very very chaotic and you know kaiser's just like yeah sorry you know my bad maybe i won't be doing that and he walks around and he goes to the ramp and then legs it round to the other side and does this wicked drop kick 
into the stairs. Bearing in mind as well, he launched a chair at Kofi's head. Like, and it was on all about the head. It was aiming for the head. It was aiming for the head. I thought Michael Cole was great in this segment as well, like begging for someone to stop this and put, a, put an end to this. This was so, so good. Mm. Loved this. Irritating me. I can't really add anything because you just said all the things that I was doing as well. <laughs> but that's but that's that's to how effective it was. Like the I was sort of like, oh, I was enjoying that match. I really like Kofi's shorts gear. I really like the the I thought they had great chemistry. I was really enjoying myself and the match is a double count. Oh, that's rubbish. I'm booing as Holy crap, that chair! Like it just came out of nowhere. And it was only on the replay that I realized how well Kofi had sold it. Because that looked like that chair took Kofi's head off. And in the replay, I'm watching it slowly. I wanted to take a second to make sure things had gone gone as they should and sure enough like kofi sells it in the right moment he's waiting for it he feeds himself to it and it's it's kofi's selling of it that makes it look so vicious and, so my, then, and cole's selling of it oh well. that's well that's the second thing that i was about to say because that's right there on my list. um <laughs> stop preempting me michael Sorry. cole is doing a damn good job here because he's like screaming he's like almost like we've got to stop this like this man's gone a bit crazy and kaiser luring the producers away like he gets in the ring and then like they're all like backing him away back he's like yeah all right fine i'll go away pull them as far away as possible so that I've got a little moment to come around and I'm going to use all my momentum to take out his neck kind of thing and get vengeance for his mate. I thought it was it was absolutely tremendous. And they both did a fantastic little job here. And then Kaiser does a little promo backstage. And actually, what followed from that was when we came back from the commercial, it was only Wade's voice. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Only Wade is talking at the mm. moment. I wonder if Cole's gone backstage with Kofi and there's going to be a you could because Jerry Lawler used to do that. They did that with China a mm -hmm. few times. The idea that Cole has my friend China. What's that? It's the um, are you being ivory? Ivory. Uh, yeah. It's <laughs> like that's the weirdest King impression I've ever heard in my life. Um, but like yeah, the idea that I thought maybe Cole had gone back and and I think they should have actually because it was partly coal selling that made me sort of sit forward with my little cup mm. of coffee this morning i thought it was a brilliant segment so so good at kaiser's promo afterwards where he was like i'm carrying the whole weight of imperium on my back in the moment because gunther isn't here at the moment and last week kofi kingston took the head of vinci so this week i took his and ladies and gentlemen this is what i want from imperium not this infighting boulder dash that they've been feeding me for the past eight months where gunther's picking his favorite child mm. no i want imperium i want ring camp is it so hard to ask for that yeah. i just want and this he comes from i was like this is what imperium should be mm. this is what this group is not this infighting nonsense that they're doing in every other faction in wwe I loved this. Yeah. Love this, love this, love this. One thing that I can't unsee that I'm afraid I'm going to have to pass on to you. The logo on Kaiser's trunks looks like the Fraser logo. <laughs> and I see Fraser every time I look at it. And I just need someone else to be thinking it as well. Thank you. Loved it. I thought that was super. Yeah, it was, it was brilliant. Cole did not go backstage with uh, Kofi Kingston, however. He was in the ring because he was there to interview Nia Jax. This was the most Tony Schiavone thing I've ever yeah. seen in my life, which is just like, and here is Nia Jax. I'll leave you to it now. Like, yeah. Why are you <laughs> <Yeah>. here? <laughs> Why are you here, human mic stand? Mm. Um, she didn't get to say a whole lot because Rhea Ripley came out and had a bit of a, you know, back and forth. And I was like, the only reason you're not the champion now is because you're too afraid to face me in a singles match. Uh, but just to let you know, I'm going to win the Rumble. So that will happen because I'm going to choose you. And Nia left. Mm. It was a short and sweet segment. This was not a segment that overstood its welcome. This was just here. They got all of their words out and they left. Get into this. I'm really excited to watch Rhea Ripley versus Nia Jax whenever it happens. 
I think Naya has done a fantastic job. I think his return's been very. You know, good. we you didn't watch any wrestling while you're away. Check out that Becky Nymax. It was really good. And like, I was a bit flippant about Becky's promo earlier on, but the thing that did come out of it was that she was happy to sell that Naya's punch was actually pretty decent, and she didn't break. She didn't break her face. She didn't do any like damage or injury or whatever. She just gave me a solid punch that knocked me out and made me lose the match, kind of thing. Yeah. The um, the. the uh, Video recap that they did did make me like, oh, I want to check that out. Yeah, they did like the face break thing. The match was really great. They they did a brilliant job, and I and I think that she's been improving, and I think she's. she's I still don't think I, a few times this week, and it's, it might be a bit of a hot take. So I would grab hold of something. I don't think the writers in this company are very good at writing dialogue, but I think that the <laughs> the substance of what she was given wasn't really wasn't really great. But then when Rhea comes out and to the ultra chat earlier on that was talking about whether or not to make her baby face in 2024 i did have a moment where i thought like well she's getting that reaction she, she already is, is so popular and yet she's not even like a steve austin anti-hero i don't want them to do a single thing differently with this character you don't need you to know why because she's cool that's it you do not and need to change a single thing about Rhea. if you make her start being a baby face you'll take away her cool cody is over in spite of him being objectively uncool oh yeah it's a tricky, and that is rare. Mm-hmm. He is, he's getting away with it somehow, and long may it continue, but it is rare to be a baby face and stay cool. Don't do anything to Rhea Ripley because it's working. And I want to see... I've gone back and forth on this a lot. I wanted Rhea Ripley and uh, Becky Lynch to be my main event of Elimination Chamber because give, give that Mania main event match to Rhea Ripley in her hometown. Then The Rock came along. Then I also got all my ideas for potentially Roman Reigns losing in the Elimination Chamber. And um, now I've changed my mind. I want Rhea Ripley versus Nia Jax and I'm going to watch the hell out of it. I'll tell you about my Elimination Chamber match later. Uh, Jackie interviewed Cody Rhodes backstage, but he didn't get to say much as Nakamura attacked him from behind and they brawled. Uh, Pierce broke it up and that set up the their main event match tonight will now be a street fight. Uh, we also got a, re- uh, a recap of the return of The Rock from mm. last week as well. Just a small thing. It was just there to remind you that uh, Jinder Mahal is a former WWE champion. Yeah. That will be important later. Um, we had our only women's match on the show, which was Chelsea Green and Piper Niven versus the Party Girls for the women's tag title, which had a wacky finish. Mm. Uh, I mean, it, it's befitting of the tag team, I guess, who are you know a wacky comedy tag team. Yeah. But what happened was uh, Piper Niven went up to do the Vader bomb and Chelsea Green had laid out one of the party girls. The other party girl got in, laid out uh, Chelsea Green, and pulled her other party girl out the ring. So just Chelsea Green's in the ring now. And Piper Niven just still hit her Vader bomb move, but took out Chelsea Green instead. Mm. The party girls then took out Piper Niven, hit um, uh, Chelsea Green with the knees to the tits, and uh, got the win. Mm. Wacky old finish. Yeah. Um, I would love it if these two could get over. Um, <laughs> the party girls come out with their entrance, which, you know, when you're in a small vibey crowd like the NXT, you know, the CWC or whatever it's called these days, um, they're going to dance along. But when you've got the party girls jumping and bouncing and, da, 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 and the arena is just sort of sat there watching them, I'm like, ah, oh, it's rough. And when they only get one match on the show, it's very hard for them to get over. And they're not really being given much material. They're not really given time to work with also i think some of their move sets are slightly to their detriment we've talked about this before i think they they require an awful lot of setting up um 
And they're quicker at them than they once were. They, they are. They, they, they still they are. do require a lot of setup. And and I actually thought they were they were good in this match. I thought the I action was, finish, was absolutely fine. Well, the keg stand. The keg stand. Yeah. yeah it's, it. I, I, it's not only it's it's a very pretty move and it's very innovative, but it is just all knees to the tits. Like it is. It never looks like they hit that move clean. Her this that move is not a uh, effective move in the same way as if she just did a full fifty splash. Yeah. You know. I think it's a it's it's a it's not. I don't. I don't think the moves are as effective as they could be. I think they need to sort of. Move. Some of them are good. Some of them are not. Um, and the keg stand is one that I would let go of. And I just would like for the. I don't know what it is. I, I, because when the end, they get a little cheer, and you see some people in the crowd doing this as well. And I'm like, I want that energy when they come out. It's mm -hmm. just I don't know how to get them there. I I didn't hate the finish. I thought it was wacky. Yeah. Um, no, the finish was fine. Yeah. I I, did, I didn't hate it uh, at all. But um. I still have not been given a good reason why they took the belts off Green and Piper yet. Uh, to make them a babyface so that we can get them in damage control. That's the best reason. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, we uh, This was probably the second best thing on the show. We had a video package of R-Truth. And they threw to this. Like Michael Cole was just like, R-Truth has provided us this video and we're now going to air this video. So this is something that R-Truth had made himself. And it was our truth telling the story of that when he was born and the doctor held him in his arms, he told the doctor, one day I'm going to be in Judgment Day. And I did just that. And he then recounts all of the times that he has celebrated with the Judgment Day. When Damien Priest won at Money in the Bank. When Rhea Ripley won at WrestleMania. When they did the In Your House show, Judgment Day, in 1998. He loves everyone in Judgment Day. He loves Finn. He loves Rhea. He loves Damien. He loves Tom and Nick Mysterio. Though he has yet to meet Nick Mysterio. F*** you. <laughs> I resent how funny this was. I really do. That's exactly what you said to me. You was like, I resent how funny that truth was. was. I was so like, it was so, so good. Granted, I thought it was Dom and Nick Mysterio, yeah. but if people have corrected me to say it's Tom, Tom and, and Nick. Nick. Dom and Nick, I think, is funnier. That, that, that is a nitpick. <laughs> I'm going to say it. I, I'm not saying that it's not. I, <laughs> I personally think that Dom and Nick is funnier, but Tom and Nick is so funny. Hot dog. This was so, so good. It's the fact that he's made it himself. <laughs> and it's the fact that... Uh, he's given it to them and the legal team have watched it before it goes out on air and they've seen the bit of him with the baby with the doctor and they've had to write dramatization yeah they've gone like well is this not actually you but they haven't put it over any of the other ones also in all of the pictures of him with judgment day that he's photoshopped himself into you know who's not there jd madonna yeah that's even funny well that's because he in the video package he points out well jd you have to be kicked the, out of the group, the group anymore. it's him. so funny it was it was i i wasn't sure when our truth came back how much how much legs this Judgment Day stuff had. Yeah. Keep it going uh, for a little bit longer. Honestly, it's working. So Don't, uh, you've got a window. If you're not careful, yeah. you'll go through it. Absolutely. But make it happen. Like it's, it's working for a minute. But what I, even better was like, cause this was so good. I loved all of the, like the, the, the Muppet Babies versions of yeah. Judgment Day as well. I thought that was really funny. But what's so great about this is it then cut backstage and Judgment Day are watching it. And Damien Priest goes, it's actually pretty funny. Yeah, I love that Damien Priest likes our <laughs> truth. Everyone else is really like, ooh, no. And Damien Priest is like, nah, cre credit to him. That's pretty funny. This is the polar opposite of JD McGonagher, where everyone but uh, yeah. Priest was sort of game. Because like JD's there being like, this is a disgrace to this group. And Priest there being like, 
that's actually that's actually quite funny, yeah, really. It's funny. But then we did get a, a bit of infighting between them because they all just like blame each other for their downfall. So like Damian Priest, you didn't cash in last week. Finn Balor, you got beat this week. Rhea Ripley, what are you getting involved with Nia Jax for? The Judgment Day B team, you never win anything. Mm. And it is just a lot of them is like, oh, I don't think we, none of us like each other at the moment. We are not a winning team, and we do need to fix that somehow mm. it was a it was, uh, this is where i really felt that like the writers were not writing good dialogue for these people because it all felt a bit standing in a line and saying words i liked this uh yeah yeah right. th- th- this worked for me i'll be honest with you. yeah 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 i'm not saying you're wrong no i'm just saying i i, I quite like enjoyed this mm. might have just been i was running off a bit of a high from that our truth video yeah the was... Archer, i think that i think it was because it came straight i'm the opposite it came straight after something i thought was so effective that i was like huh <laughs> Well, uh, The Miz did take on Judgment Day B-team member JD McDonough next, uh, and The Miz won. Uh, this match went way longer than it needed to. I actually don't even know how long it went, but it felt like it went on far too long. And it was also uh, the, the commentary... Boring. Yeah. The commentary was, was odd. Uh, Wade, at one point, completely lost his train of thought, and <laughs> his segue was, and I'm quoting, speaking of a guy who isn't rubbish, um, <laughs> he was talking about all his, his various uh, factions, one of which was great, the rest were rubbish, and then he went, speaking of a guy who's not rubbish, JD McDonough and i so relate to that utter loss of train of thought that you just kind of say the next thing that comes to your head but cole was over egging the pudding somewhat when talking about truth and it was like explaining the joke to us you know the golden globe monologues have you seen it i have not god it was an absolute nightmare i mean i don't know the comedian at all but like it was just a complete disaster um and it was that thing of like explaining the joke and every joke was the same and it all in the delivery and cole was sort of doing an element of that so it's contrasting with the incredible work he'd done earlier on that was just like and also, when I was watching this, the internet was lagging, so it, it felt even longer. Do you know what I mean? It was it was a bit of a shame. This match was twelve minutes long. Yeah, this, the end this, was clunky. This as did well. not need to be twelve minutes no. long. And the the finish of it was that JD and Dom collided, but Truth was by them, so they can be like Truth cost this match. But Michael Cole was like, you can't blame our Truth mm. for that. Like Truth did not get involved, and he didn't. Like that's the point of this. And then afterwards, they awesome truth stood tall. So I, I, I like this wacky R truth character, which is that he is part of Judgment Day, but he also keeps beating them up, and mm. he's having a match with Judgment Day next week. Mm. So I quite enjoy that. You know, awesome truth, whatever. Like it's one of the worst things from 20, 2011, but we brought it back for twenty twenty four. God, it was a long time ago, guys. But um, yeah, like it's, I, I, this, this was fine. It was, it was, fine. It, was it was totally fine. It just inoffensive. Went, it was inoffensive, but it went too long. Seth came out for a promo, saying that he said a lot of things at WrestleMania. Uh, he has cashed in at WrestleMania. He's won titles at WrestleMania. He's beaten Triple H at WrestleMania. He's, he's slayed beasts at WrestleMania. But he's never gone into WrestleMania as champion. And that was the last true thing he said, because he then talked about how he has made this belt feel important. Yeah. I, 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 I do disagree with Mr. Rollins. Um, and he said, but the question is, who will I lightly beat? Uh, sorry, who will I beat at WrestleMania? And there was a very light CM Punk chance. And he went, yeah, in his dreams. I think they were expecting the crowd's the reaction to be bigger than what the it was. The chants were there, but they weren't in sync with each other. So yeah. it was just a big conglomerate of noise. Yeah. But really, that's not what anyone's talking this segment about. Nope. No one's talking about the, the, the lack of Punk chants, though they were there. No one was really talking about um, his uh, barefaced lie that this title is more important than the IC belt. Um, that is, of course, me just being glib and, and, and projecting onto that. No, what people are talking about is who interrupted him. Because who did interrupt him? 
Well, it was former WWE Champion Jinder Mahal, and I feel like if uh, uh, the the thing I wrote down was we're doing this, are we? <laughs> well, Dan, what we're doing here it is the tri monthly, tri week push. Yeah, this is the uh, term I coined on three counts last year, the end With of last year. Too many year. hyphens. Yeah. Yeah, it is the tri monthly, tri week push for yeah. Jinder Mahal. We'll get this one now, and then we'll have another one in say May. Yeah. And then we'll probably get another one later on in the year. It, it, this, the first one came way earlier than I thought, I'll be honest with you. Do you remember Alexa Bliss ch- uh, went after Bianca Belair at last year's Royal Rumble? No, but yeah. go on. But she did. That's what this match is. Seth needs something to do for the next few weeks. <laughs> right. So let's just give him this someone. This is not the next few weeks, Dan. This is Well, this I is thought next it was going to be his done. Royal Rumble feud. No, um, this is like, next weekend done, mate. Well, this is it. I'm so, I'm so, what's the point? What's playing against Jinder on TV, doesn't it? Give Seth a win on TV. This is this is Samoa Joe versus Hook. This is here to yeah. elevate Jinder back into main event level. So if we are doing this, why doesn't Jinder take a swing at Seth? Seth basically during this, he didn't. He did. He, he didn't. He sucked him into it. He no. waited for Seth to turn his back, let and me, then he took a swing. Let me explain. Go for it. You're wrong, but go for it. No, because you haven't listened. Let well, me explain. I'll, I'll wait until you explain, and I'll talk, point out how you're wrong. What happens in the promo is Seth is like, go on, have a swing at me, have a swing at me. Get on, take a punch. He's trying to goad him into the, having this whole conversation, like everyone was sick of you, blah, 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 blah. Take a swing at me. And then, all right, you're not gonna. And he turns around and goes, and then Jinder batters him. My argument is, have a swing at him when he's facing you. At the very least, it makes you look like a badass. If we're trying to, if you're trying to tell me that Jinder Mahal is someone who I should care about watching a match with, with Seth Rollins next week, I'm going to want to have a reason to want to see it and letting him have just one big punch and then, yeah, batter him down and stand in tall at the end of it. Why not? Heat him up a little bit. Do something with him. I mean, I take your point. I still think you're wrong. He did this. He, but he but didn't he, take a swing. As, as a heel, he sucked him into it. He's smarter it than Seth. Not, nah, it was rubbish. Seth, he's smarter than Seth. He's his old like gender. Look, problem here is this is exactly what happened when Jinder won the belt the first time around which is that you're not on tv you're a massive jobber and then all of a sudden you're going for the wwe title it is exactly that like and that's that's the the problem here like this is not hook and joe because mm. hook's been on tv and hook wins all the time and so you're like yeah of course hook's gonna go for the world title like hook does loses very rarely like mm. he's only lost like two matches in his entire AEW career jinder has lost more matches than he's had most recently seen as industry's manager exactly yeah but like next week he's got a world title match this massively devalues that title yeah. for me. Devalues Seth. Like this, this does no one no favors. All that good work that Punk and Drew did at the start, the great work that Cody does as well. I feel like this segment here slightly undermined all yeah. of that because, like, the Jinder only came out last week as a punchline. Yeah. It was something for The Rock to be, and really, it was only there for. It was there to be two things: a joke that you were once a WWE champion, and B, you're not American, therefore I can yeah. cut a pro-American promo on. Yeah, it was, it, and to follow the the stuff he was giving was just the most bland, basic, run of the mill. I've been reading, I've mentioned it a couple of times, I've been reading Brian Gewertz's book um, about these things, and it really does feel like this is an example of what he talks about a lot, which is just like just just sort of do something to to get out of the way. It's very simple, you know. Yeah. This, this you know. is filling time before we get to the Rumble, and because Seth's not going to have a title match at the Rumble, we do need to sort of fill Seth's time mm. somehow. Going the same way, we need to fill Cody's time. So do a goddamn basi- program with it rather than just having it. Uh, we need to fill nonsense. Cody's time for basically all of last year. So we had a six month feud with Brock Lesnar. Yeah, we have spent more time discussing it than they did discussing the program. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, look, good for Jinder getting back on TV. Yeah. You know. 
and like he had his promo segment with The Rock last week. You can and make Jinder th- Mahal an interesting his, champion. This will be his third week on TV. Yeah. I haven't had that with Jinder since he was WWE this champion. I feel like you can make him an interesting competitor. You Like anyone can be, I truly believe, and maybe this is naivety and it's because I've never actually done it and I get to see it in this room rather than in that room, but I truly believe that with the right material and the right commitment, anybody can be heated up. You just can't. What this is? This is the equivalent of whacking it in the microwave. Hmm. It's not working yeah. for me. Anyway, yeah. So it's gender versus gin, gender. It's gender versus Seth next week. So mm. I've got my my vowels mixed up there. It's gender versus do it again. Do it again. Seth versus gender yeah. next week for the world title. And it's all of us versus gender for the rest of the time. <laughs> apparently, I can never get our head around it. And then like they showed Nakamura warming up backstage. It was like cool. Time for the main event then. Nope, we got one more match yeah. before. Then we've got Otis versus Ivar. It was so Wade Barrett can get his meaty thing over. He loves his big meaty division. He does. Like he is determined to get meat over. Like it, it's become it's been this thing in AEW, but it's not really transferred into WWE because way less people are watching AEW. Well, it also comes from Big E. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, do. I don't want to give AEW fans the full credit for just coming up with meat in the middle of nowhere. No, I mean more the chanting of meat. The chanting a, of it. As opposed to just big men, big meaty men slapping meat. That yeah. is a big eat. And we spoke about the meat chants, and I was afraid they'd become a hardcore country situation. So I would like to personally thank Wade Barrett for driving it into the mud before it has an opportunity. But, you know, this was there to be what all of these big men matches in WWE are, which is the big men do the big moves. Not yeah. only do they do big moves, they do high-flying moves as well. Like, Otis catched Ivar doing a springboard into a boss man slam, and then Ivar won with the uh, the moonsault. Fun big man match. Uh, they're probably going to do a big meaty spot at the Rumble where all of the meaty men get together for some meaty stuff. You see that whole thing of, who's going to take this guy out? Yeah. All, or, or, you know, all four of them. You know, it's like, if, it's sequentially, it's Otis, yeah. it's Bronson Reed, it's Ivar... And then it's Dominic Mysterio. It's it's funny because Vince always wanted this, but he could never book it in a million. Could years. not do it. Well, there's a reason because I really liked this match. It was there's, very entertaining. There's a reason why. It's because Vince had a boring style when it came to big man wrestling, yeah. which was don't take bumps. Yeah. And one of the great things why like Walter is one of the best big men in WWE right now is that and why he, sorry Gunther has been one of the you. best people is because when he was Walter, as a point <laughs> I was going to make, when he was Walter, yeah. he took bumps. He was a big man that sold for little guys. Yeah. And that actually made him more impressive as opposed to just being a big man that doesn't sell. Yeah. That's why a moss is well boring. Mm. Yeah. And, and a moss will be in the rumble and it will be well boring. All the four big men will knock him out. Yeah. And, and then it, jump over the top rope to Moonsault yeah. and that's how they get eliminated. Speaking of Bronson Reed, Jackie was interviewing Jay Uso uh, backstage and thankfully Bronson Reed came in to stop him from just like being the excitable little puppy that he is. And was there to be like... I know you want to win a single title this year, but you're going to have to go through me to get to that. And that was that. So there's another little mini program for you uh, leading into the Rumble. Main event, Jay Uso in the mid-card feed. Yeah. Main event. <laughs> uh, and then our main event uh, was Cody Rhodes versus Shinsuke Nakamura in a street fight. You have not been uh, thrilled with this Cody Rhodes versus Nakamura yeah. story. It's neither of their fault. I think um, it's... Accounting for that best of week, like I say uh, earlier on, it's taken six weeks of television to get us here. Uh, and with three hours of television each week, for me to feel like there's no progression in this storyline really is a, an abject failure. We've talked about abject failures before, and, and this is one where I'm like, I should really want to see this match. And I think the, the, the graphics look great. I think the Shinsuke character and the promos that they have him doing is great. I love you know me and mist i'm a simple boy i see mr pop and i did so in this match um but the program itself like last week 
they came out and did something and it didn't make me more excited for this match this week. Mm-hmm. I thought I was just going to see it last week. And it felt like, why didn't I see it last week? Um, so I think, I, think it's been a, I think it's been a damp squib that it's gone out with. It's, it's been filling time yeah. for, for, for Mr. Rhodes. Yeah. Um, but as we, as we had our way to the Rumble, I did enjoy the getting a big time video package yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, beforehand. I thought I mean, that, that was really good. That's how many times have we seen that those people doing that job pull absolute magic out of a hat. Yeah, that's true. You know. uh, the crowd predictably chanted for tables throughout this. Cody is the baby face, so he got them that. <laughs> um, at one point, Cody ducked the, uh, ducked the mist and uh, Shinsuke missed the timekeeper right in the face, which was a fun spot. And Cody was absolutely furious. And do you know why? Because that timekeeper is his real life cousin. Is it really? I found that. I was like, oh, he's being a bit too baby face here. Yeah. Like, sod him. He's just a timekeeper guy. No, no, no. It's his cousin. Wow. And also, Cody cares. Man Eight of the point, people. You know, blue-eyed baby face. Blue-eyed baby face. Uh, and then Nakamura went through a table, crossroads, Cody won. It, yeah. A, to- a totally fine main event. Yeah, and the intensity was so low. The match was really baggy. If I get a main event raw street fight, I feel like it should be frenetic and intense. I think about all the Atchidera sort of walk and brawl situations and multi-man matches that felt a little bit intense. And, and this just didn't have any of that. The ending was good. I really liked the the lead up to that final table spot. I mean, not the first table spot where I feel like I could have sneezed and make more of an impact on that table than Shinsuke's move did, but um, Shinsuke creening into that. I mean, it was even right at the beginning when Cody's bashing him into the barricades and Shinsuke's not really throwing himself at it. It just there just wasn't any of that intensity. However, all of this conversation we had last week, where there were a, a number of comments, just that I, I can sense almost in a way that the the commentary at the people like us are high on cody we like cody and we think of him as the one who's gonna dethrone uh, roman or maybe gonna make it we think of him finishing the story we think of him being a guy who you can put the belt on and it, it's gonna go really well for your company and i think i'm seeing some of the comment section or some of the the sort of darker parts of the iwc are rejecting cody a little bit and saying he's not the guy he'll never be the guy he's got no mainstream appeal certainly not over the rock listen to this crowd here in this match, which I don't think is particularly good, they are up there for Cody. They are on their feet for Cody. There was a video the other week of that um, his theme being played at just some rando baseball match. And this happens a lot here as well. They play it and the guy who uh, makes the music at the Arsenal Stadium loves mm. to play uh, wrestling themes. And the woe happens at this rando baseball thing, which has nothing to do with wrestling. He's got something. He's got that blue-eyed baby face got the look the tattoo i still don't understand how anyone allowed it to happen but when he puts on a suit he's a very presentable figure especially for this new company i still think he's the guy he is the guy yeah i think you can say a lot about cody rhodes and this is not to say that you can't enjoy cody rhodes's work if you're Mm. not a fan of cody rhodes then that is absolutely fine like that that's completely your not everything is for everyone not everything is for everyone but you cannot deny that the man's over yeah like he is the most over babyface mm. in WWE, certainly on Raw. Like to the he point. Is, he is a hero on Monday Night Raw. He is a hero to WWE. I think he had the most matches mm. in all of WWE last year. Meltzer had the, the writer about this in the Observer. Yeah. Do you know what it is? Well, I've just realized, to tie it in with what we were talking about on World's End and Last Night on Collision, there's a cringeness to his earnestness. Yeah. Right. Well, okay. So you and I talked about this fairly recently because Lindsay Ellis did that video about Guy Fieri. And like, yeah. Guy Fieri's made this big comeback because mm. he was a punchline like 10 or so years ago when it was sort of a cool thing to make fun of Guy Fieri and his frosted tips and his, <laughs> you know, wearing sunglasses behind his head. Yeah. But now, because he, he hasn't changed anything about his shtick, 
And Diners, Drive-Ins and Dives is a show that has not changed in the 15 years that he's been doing it. Mm. People have turned a corner on guys like, oh no, he's just an earnest dude. He's just having a fun time. Yeah. It's like the, that comedian's whole thing was just like, uh, people seem to hate Guy Fieri and all I can see from him is a guy that lives his dream. Yeah. And we are becoming a society that is warming to earnestness. Well, Anne Hathaway had it about a decade ago when she was in Les Mis because she'd been a sort of in these like kids movies and then suddenly she was being taken seriously and getting oscars and she was earnest about it and she sort of threw everything in it with that big theater kid energy that speaking from experience people tend to reject uh bradley cooper's having it at the moment with maestro and like it's it's there's almost something when you really throw your energy into it and an earnestness people do sort of push back on it a little bit when i was talking about mjf's players tribune piece having a, a level of cringe to the earnestness I I wasn't saying cringe in a bad way, although it, I can understand why you might hear it was, because I heavily related to the passion with which he was speaking, because mm. it's kind of a passion that like we talk about here, which is why the people who would consume things with that sort of cynical nature would maybe see us as like marky, cringy, whatever, because it, there's an earnestness to it. And Cody is so blue-eyed babyface that there is going to be a corner of the internet who sees him pay for some of the wrestling club to come to WrestleMania on, on Twitter, yeah. agree to be the guy's best man or whatever quote tweeting replying to people doing all of these things which is i genuinely believe comes from an honest and earnest place and all the stuff about his dad the crying in promos i believe that comes from a very honest and earnest oh, place yeah. and rejects that level of earnestness because they don't see it as steve austin flipper finger cool no you know? but, well yeah because that's that 90 sensibility i was listening yeah. to a podcast which is the most millennial thing anyone can say in a conversation <laughs> i was listening to a podcast the other day uh, talking about the history of Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. And that idea of like, it is a movie that came out in 2000, I believe, and it's got strong 90s energy to it because it's David Spade. And mm -hmm. the, people like David Spade and Matthew Perry made whole careers in the 90s from being sarcasm. Mm. Sarcasm doesn't travel now. Like sarcasm is, like, it's one of the things that I've come under fire most on the channel because I'm, I'm still fairly sarcastic at times. Mm. And I say things knowing that I'm, I say things that are objectively stupid. But I say them like I believe it. Right. But that's the joke. Conviction. Yeah, yeah I, play, I say it with conviction. But that's the joke yeah. that, that I I believe this thing that I am saying. But people don't pick up on the the, right. the sarcasm on that. They just think that that's what I uh, believe. Um, or if I just say things that are just like I I do it just to be like oh I'm going to say I think the the Dark Knight is a three star movie. And like I would just say these things to people because it makes people like really angry. What a horrible choice to pick. They're going to clip that out. Well, yeah, it's part of my gimmick. And like that is you know it was fine to have done that. 10 years ago but it doesn't fly now in mm. a, a world which is much more earnest and i think certainly post-pandemic we are looking to just a relatable earnest people and I, that's why cody i think oh, will yeah. forever that's probably why i love him so much yeah i think well cody is just he's him mm. like this is who cody rhodes is and that's kind of why like he doesn't feel like a character he doesn't feel like a gimmick on screen mm. he is just cody rhodes and even and that's with, why he'll forever be the guy and even with all of the stomping like spongebob yeah. and hitting himself in the face and there's the, some areas which feel a little bit like what are you doing that for, mate? I'm still in. And in the, in the same way, like, it's, it's times are cyclical. Mm. In the 1980s, this is why Hogan was yeah. over, because Hogan was blue-eyed babyface. Mm. Say your prayers, eat your vitamins, America, waving the flag, this, that, and the other. Yeah. And like, you know, when it got into the 90s, that was super cringe, because it was like, oh, God, like, say your prayers and eat your vitamins. All right, yeah. And they were smart enough to make that jump. And he made the jump. So he was like, I'm going to turn myself into a bad guy. Mm. But, like, you couldn't have done this Cody Rhodes shtick that he's doing now in the 90s, in the Austin era, because yeah. it wouldn't have flown. Because it would have been Kurt Angle. He would have been and Kurt Angle was a dork. Yeah. Like he was doing all that and he was a loser. He was a nerd. 
and but now like you could do the Kurt Angle shtick and it would be a blue-eyed baby face. It's, it's the cyclical change of the world. And I think the other thing that really just sort of like sets it over the line for me is that Cody's damn good. He's very when good. When the bell oh, rings, yeah. he's got an intensity to him. And that's why I was disappointed in this match because mm. I like Shinsuke Nakamura, Shinsuke Nakamura very much. I like Cody Rhodes very much. I know what they both have and I didn't feel like it connected here. I felt like Cody... I can like I I have this image in my head. I think we all did at the time of Cody with the belt in the air, the WrestleMania sign, all the pyro, covered in sweat, and that's what I think of when I think of someone winning a belt. I had this stock image of someone winning a belt at the big show and what it looks like, even at a even at a Rev Pro show or even at a a, a Defy show or any it shows that are a lot smaller. The image of someone on the ropes with a belt in the air looks like they've been through the wars, and I feel like Cody's always able to sell that he's been through the wars and he's really fought for it. Um. And to the point of him being, you can't deny that he's over, when he's standing on the, the ropes at the end of this show and Michael Cole is talking about nobody since Stone Cold Steve Austin has managed to do it two years in a row, I conceivably believe that he could do it. Whether or not I think it's the right booking choice is a completely different matter. I think he could do it. My booking choice is to have him win the Elimination Chamber and Roman goes out first. But I... That's a whole other conversation yeah, I'm not, and a whole I'm other video. I'm afraid. It's something more fun. Someone just pointed out there, like Power Pack is like he's like, hey, it'd have been the Patriots. It'd have been Del. Yeah. It'd have been Del Wilkes. Yeah. It'd have Del Wilkes now must be like, oh, the Patriots are out here and I love America. America loves me. Yeah. And I was like, no, DX mate. His literal whole color scheme is just the American flag. Yeah. And his his neck is the American yeah. flag. <laughs> like I I I love how earnest. Cody yeah. is um he's he's so earnest he's saving Christmas. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> More, more references for you there. Um, I, yeah, I, I, this, this didn't work for me because what this felt like, and this kind of reminded me a little bit of when Cody, towards the end of his AEW run, where he just ha- was having feuds with Andrade and, Ma- and Andrade and Malachi Black were just a, a team and he was just going up against them. And it was just like, this feels like it's just Cody filling time. Yes. Like we've just got, we've got to get Cody on TV. So we've got Cody on TV. Yeah. We actually haven't got anything of substance to do, but at least Cody's on TV mm. and Cody's over. It's kind of what I've had with this Nakamura thing. Like it's, you know, six, seven weeks and it's been like, it's fine. I just, it, it felt like it was filling time. Yeah. And I do feel like since like war games, with Cody, and even then, even pre-war games, but I think pretty much since mainly last year, we've just been filling time for Cody. Yeah, and that's that's frustrating. Yeah, the Dominic Mysterio feud it was just filling time. Yeah, but at least that one was entertaining. That's true, it was. Yeah. Whereas the Shinsuke thing hasn't been. For me. Yeah, that that's fair. But um, that was the show. Um, I had a a, a ruddy good time good. with this episode. Um, despite the fact that I thought, and even then, like you know, my my quibbles I had with the main events, it was good. I think it was a good show. Was, you know, and I thought like the the match itself was good. It was like the show I thought was was pretty awesome overall. I thought that opening segment was fantastic. Mm. I thought a lot of the wrestling up and down the card. I loved the Vinci stuff. Um, this is like a real strong four out of five. Like yeah. PK, this a five out of five on the wow. review, and I I don't know if I would go fully that high, but like if we were doing point decimals, like yeah, four point five. But I'm certainly a high four. It's a good show. Yeah. I I thought it was a thumbs up show. Yeah, a real thumbs up show. Um, oh, the poll has been started. Look at that. I didn't even have to press anything. Um, thank you very much. Uh, whoever did that, I'm going to assume. I believe it was Brandon. I would assume it was Brandon. Um, before we get into the rest of your shout outs, we have got to give a special shout out 
to our Patreon pledge hammers over at patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. If you're one of our $25 and above Patreon pledge hammers, you get your name read out on the show like these fine folk. Always shining Garrett Albright. The Hurricane, Gregory Helms. Hannah A, baby. Geordie Bus Driver, Harry. The, I was going to say, bad. Uh, the Gaelic Storm, Heather Murphy. The Aztec Warrior, Hector Rodriguez. Pitch Perfect, I, Isaac Octave. Murderous James Murter. WrestleTalk's personal problem solver, Jamie Donovan. Spoken class today, Jeremy Smith. John Jenkinson, son of Jenka. And the singing luchador, Joseph Santana. That is your Hall of Fame class for the 9th of January, 2024. Uh, let's get into the rest of your ultra chat. So if you want to get them in, ding, ding, ding. This is your last call. Restalk.com forward slash support. Charlie McGregor here said, hey, lads, first time ultra chat here. Been watching for years. Thought it was a decent role with a pretty good main event. So I'm surprisingly quite enjoying Jinder being back. Anyway, who do you think will hold the world heavyweight belt throughout 2024? I would like to see some title changes. I think I'm not saying hot potato the belt. I'm not saying put it on different people for no reason but i don't want to see a full year's worth of rain i think when you're building the legacy of a belt i think you do need to pop a few things in names on there gunther's been doing rehab on the intercontinental title belt and it needed it world heavyweight title needs to look like a prize mm-hmm. that you can see on the yeah i, I guess know. so yeah i mean I, I certainly think punk will probably win the belt i hope so uh, this year uh, i could see them using like giving it to drew as like a little like hey do you want to re-sign there buddy <sighs> um, punk and Sami Zayn. yeah I, I don't i don't see sammy getting the belt i ever? think like no i, I know don't don't say ever but like you know triple h didn't put the belt on Sami Zayn in nxt for like a, a long oh, wow. while like he get he wanted to build and build and build mm. the anticipation of sammy finally winning the belt mm. and i can foresee him doing a lot of Basically, what I look at when I watch AAA shows, I'm like, you're basically doing all the things you did in NXT, but now you're doing them on the big show. Yeah. yeah. Hey, I liked them when they were on NXT. And I so. loved them when they were on NXT, so I don't mind it at all. Booking Like a Mark here says, with the New Year's themed episodes of Raw and SmackDown doing so well last week, could we see WWE do something like that more often? On the road to WrestleMania, will we possibly see Raw Roadblock or SmackDown Fastlane? I think giving them little subtitles is, is a really smart thing. It's something AEW have done really well with their lack of pay-per-views. They... they NXT are doing it as well. You just don't want to do them too many because that's what AEW ran into in 2021 mm. or so, where it was like every other episode had a, a name to it. Yeah. And it was like, you don't need that many. Day one was smart because it was day one, and then to have New Year's Evil on NXT, and mm. then, you know. Why, why not have a trifecta yeah. with all of our shows doing it now and again is a smart one should make as well like you know like doing it so well for them ratings wise you know smackdown did a great number but you know roman was on the mm-hmm. show uh the rock was on the show last week so like there are sort of anomalies there that can boost a ratings. raw has also been against football the reason this season is so big for wwe the reason they make so much effort is that this is the season where they are unopposed by football mm-hmm. so they're um they're all about it the Captain Kirk here said, Rumble winner will be CM Punk. Rhodes will win the fatal four-way and be new champion because of Rock, uh, Rock distracting Roman. Uh, WrestleMania, you will get Rock versus Roman, CM Punk versus Rhodes, LA Knight versus Orton, Seth versus McIntyre, AJ Styles versus Solo, Sokoa, Simple. I think it's going to be LA Knight, Logan Paul for the US title. I think so too. Personally. I actually... So... 
in my little fantasy booking where mm. I've got the chamber happening. And by the way, it's because at the Royal Rumble, I want to see Roman stack them all high. I want him to hit his finish on them all like he did on SmackDown, stack them in a pile, stare down lens and cover them for the three. And then uh, in the elimination chamber, I would like it to be all of Roman's past come to haunt him again. And everybody gets to hit a finish on Roman and, and Jay gets the splash and pins Roman. And we get that edge John Cena moment with the meme where he's out. Like, or, and then Cody wins. And I thought about it, and I was like, well, oh, Cody Orton. Uh, it, I, we're so stuck on this idea that Cody has to beat Roman. It's just about finishing the story. It's just winning the blue title. It's winning the belt. It's winning the WWE title. Um, but yeah, this, I th- this is the point. There's so many different I options. Think, I think Roman's too tied into the story now. You think? 100%. He, he didn't beat Roman last year. Yeah. And I think... And the whole point was like, you know, the only reason he didn't beat Roman is because he had his island with him. And now he's going to be going into WrestleMania with less of that island. Yeah. Unless you have Cody win the belt in the chamber after Jay. Oh. Listen, listen to me. Listen oh. to me. And then that's where you set up Cody Roman three at Wrestle or Cody Roman again at WrestleMania 41. And Roman's like, oh, you never beat me. And he's got the belt on him. And he's like, damn it. I never beat him. I don't know. Yeah. There's, there's stuff to play with. I feel like we've got a very simple story here. Let's stop trying to like just muddy it somewhat. Oh, like I was saying earlier on, and I've just fulfilled my own prophecy. <laughs> oh, you're making a good point. Matt here says Drew and Punk was uh, would be great. Uh, could be an elimination chamber program in February. Happy to see DIY in the hunt for the tag titles, and they were presented as smart baby faces rather than dumb baby faces. That's true. The heels tried to cheat, so they played them at their own game and won. Our truth is a treasure, and we must protect him. Jay Uso should win the IC title. Cody versus Nakamura was really good, and Ivar vs Otis was a great meaty match. I agree with Pete. Review five out of five. Raw. We also have Gunther back next week, which is always a big win. Um, I I do you like the idea of Jay winning the Intercontinental title actually at some point um, interesting how quickly we've fallen off the idea of Jay versus Jimmy oh I, I haven't had anyone well, talk yeah, about that in a long time well, there's a reason why for that is because they did the turn at SummerSlam and they were like oh we want to do that as a Wrestlemania match so we just won't do anything but now it's just not in our now, conversation now, well, now, yeah because no one wants to see it because there are too many other matches um, an unknown username here it's a Streamlab issue please do let our moderators know who said I didn't come to say anything the only thing I will do is repeat the mantra don't hinder the gender you really didn't say anything when he said that, did you? Plasma PD has been a member for 20 months in a row. Said, part of me wants a gender push, not for the title, but just to make him look a bit more credible because I'm here for a heel run of gender. Maybe we're just not right. Well, we were there in 2017. Uh, like, yeah. you know, we've been there, Dan. Like, I feel that this is, do you know what this is? This is people trying to tell me that Attack of the Clones is a good movie. <laughs> The reason why people keep trying to tell me that Attack of the Clones was a good movie is because they were six when they saw it. And I was a jaded guy in my 20s. So, of course, I thought it was stupid and boring and rubbish. But, you know, if you're six years old and it's your first Star Wars movie, you're probably going to think it's awesome. But those six-year-olds are now 26. They're telling me that it's an awesome... I loved that movie when I was a kid. You're wrong, you stupid old man. (laughs) Jinder as WWE Champion was, may I remind you, six years ago. More than that, it's twenty-seven eight years ago. Is eight years ago. So if you were eight, I would say if you were seven years ago. Seven years ago. So if you were eleven and you were a child when Jinder was there and you were booing him as champion, you are now eighteen. You are an adult with actual. Oh, you mean how of, like I think the invasion was actually quite good? 
Yeah, because we were kids. Yeah. And, you know, we were like... And I didn't watch WCW, so, so I didn't it, care that Chuck Palumbo wasn't the big guy. Absolutely, because you're a child and you just enjoy the things that are wrong yeah. because you're a child. Yeah. And so yeah, you're now 18. You're like, no, I, I hated Jinder when I was a kid. What a great WWE champion was. Because you can't see past nostalgia blinders. This is where our theory of the case comes to well, Plasma PTs. Like, actually, I'm 51. Like, <laughs> I was there when Magnum TA fought Tully Blanchard or whatever. <laughs> Perhaps. Um, we have the results of our poll. Uh, Punk versus Seth got 50% of the vote with the triple threat coming in second with 36% of the votes. I think I think that's the money match. I'm not averse to a triple threat with Drew at WrestleMania. They tend to go quite well, but I'm in I'm, I think there's your money. Yeah. See, look, it's happening in the chat now. Attack of the Clones is a good movie. <laughs> Luke, it is. Attack of the Clones is like the is the prequel's empire. What? That's the most <laughs> insane <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my life. Cardigan to Cozy said, hear me out. Next Money in the Bank, Drew wins. Justin Edel heard. Oh, that's the second one. Next Money in the Bank, Drew wins. What do you think of that? Let's get away from the chat. Let's not look at this. Let's talk about the idea. Cardigans are cozy. Has a good idea. Drew, oh. Drew might win Money in the Bank. Also, Greg, I'm an old man. The cardigans are cozy. <laughs> Uh, I do I do like that though uh, Justin here has been a member for 13 months in a row said hi guys hope you're doing well I can see this year's rumble being restarted because Punk and Cody's feet touch at the same time and then Punk wins that anniversary is next year yeah so maybe they'll save it John has said them holding off Orson versus Roman because they don't want to rush it makes me feel like Roman's going to be going into Mania as champ and they're going to try and stretch it out which by that scenario I think Rock versus Roman happens at Mania and Cody gets delayed well here's the other kicker to, to remember as well was the it was, this was in the Observer on Friday uh, the WWE have been talking to Hogan because this year will be 40 years since the birth of Hulkamania and that also means Roman's not that far behind oh, beating the Hulkamania say. run. So, you know, Ollie's been kind of banging this drum of like, I think we need to mentally prepare ourselves that Cody's not finishing the story yeah, this year fine. because in the same way that like, well, we wanted to beat a thousand days. Now we can, you know, we're not that far off from beating the Hulkamania run. Why not hold it for eight years? <laughs> what be the Bruno run? Yeah. Yep. Uh, bad boy. To, what I mean by that, John, is I agree. I think it is going to be Rock and Roman at Mania. Uh, I will say, in co in combat to all the people who were telling me that Rock would never debase himself and not be, he's only coming back to be in the main event at WrestleMania. Can I remind you first of all that he had a match with Eric Rowan at WrestleMania once, just for a bit of a laugh? And also, money talks. And if they're going to give him Elimination Chamber money, you're damn right he's going to sell out a stadium in Elimination Chamber and main event that as well. Like yeah. it's. it's Funny thing there, someone's saying, like, like, you're playing a dangerous game here by mentioning the prequels on the internet. Well, may I remind you, Biffy Pong, what I was doing in 2002? Talking about Attack of the Clones on the internet, and we all agreed it was garbage. <laughs> I've never seen it. Anyway, um, uh, and, uh, where do I get to here? Uh, Chris said here, it's like, I'd like to draw your attention to Julia Hart saying Alexa Bliss and AJ Lee are some of her inspirations. It's nice to see that she's so brave to give any Alexa any praise because Lord knows it's rare. I don't know where you get this from, Chris. Alexa gets praised all the time. Yeah. Alexa's like the Miz uh, and hasn't got the IWC approval club. She gets praised all the time, Chris. I don't know where you're getting this from. No, she's brilliant. Yeah, she gets praise everywhere you look apart yeah. from where chris apparently looks uh tracy here has been a member for four months in a row says love you all uh love the rest talk universe and i'm sorry you have to deal with the toxic comments <laughs> just giving your opinions can't we all be kind um me talking about the prequels as well as about the sarcasm thing yeah you know like people just be like oh no luke's wrong and they'll get super mad about the fact but it's just I... get into this 
Nothing really matters. We're talking about wrestling. We're having we passionate I'm about, about it. Star Wars. You're talking about Star Wars. We love it. It it takes to takes. Like what you like. Don't like what you don't like. Some people earnestly like WWE and and don't really pay attention to what goes on in AEW or the other way around. If they're massive AEW fans, they don't really care about what goes on in WWE. That's fine. Let people like what they like. Doesn't matter. My opinion doesn't mean it has to be your opinion. It's just my opinion. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Every, everything's fine. We're all uh, going to be friends at the end of it. And Mr. Top Two has been a member. For 11 months in a row. Oof! I also think we've missed one. Did we? Bad boy Dino. Uh, although oh. he's not needed, do you think The Rock makes a Rumble appearance? Maybe oh. number 30 against Cody or Punk. It would honestly be fun seeing him versus Punk in the Rumble, given their history, and even have Punk eliminate him. Because I have liked the little wrinkle of The Rock and Punk. I'm back and, and now The Rock's doing the same thing again to Punk, maybe, and all yeah. of this stuff. I love all Ele of this. 11 spice. years on. Yeah. You know... Rock beating him at the Rumble mm. the, for the title. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I'm going to see Punk in the. Uh, sorry, I'm going to see Rock in the Rumble. I don't think so either. I think it's it's a Rock Roman stare down because this might be a bit of a, a crazy take here. Roman's main eventing the show, just ah. like, like he did last year. Mm -hmm. so the Fatal Four Way is the main event of the show. Roman wins, probably pinning LA Knight. That's why he's in the match, and then the Rock comes out, and it's the Rock Roman stare down. I have it on just before the Rumble. Uh, uh, if you're doing Rock and Roman stare down, that's the main event of the show. But I don't think Rock's going to be there. You don't think Rock's going to be at the Rumble? No. Nah. After after that promo last week, you don't think the Rock's going to be at the Rumble? I think he's going to be there after the Rumble. I don't think he's going to be there at the Rumble. I think they're going to pile them high, pin them all. Main event. The closing shot is CM Punk pointing. CM Punk pointing at the WrestleMania sign isn't your end of show angle. Not if the Rock's there. I don't think the Rock's going to be there. Well, okay. Here's, here's an even bigger thing then. Comes to nothing. In the same way that all of The Rock's teasers about a match with Roman Reigns has come to nothing, this one also comes to nothing. I'd be lying if I said I hadn't thought about it. When yeah. he returned last year. No one remembers the fact that he returned last year. Yeah. And I was like, The Rock's back. Not really. He was just unemployed. And it led to nothing. Yeah. Maybe this is just another one. Maybe just it is. leads to nothing. What a bombshell to end on as well. Make sure you get your tickets for our Royal Rumble watch party. If you are at our Survivor Series show, go check your emails. It is in your inbox. Use the promo code to get into early access, 48 hours early access to get your tickets. Tickets will be going on sale to the general public, to the rest of you, on Thursday when we're doing the AEW Dynamite review. This is going to be a hell of a fun show. We're doing a live survival series as well, so it's going to be a great great time but we are going to be back on thursday for that aew dynamite review please do subscribe to this channel we are less or just over two thousand away from hitting our goal um so please do get involved we're trying to get to eighty-five thousand subscribers so get involved subscribe give this video a like leave a comment down below and we'll see you on thursday i've been the cohen dad that has been dan layton jam that jam <laughs> uh, also there's a poll <laughs> There's a poll. Did you mean to do this one? Yeah, sorry. It's because that's over. <laughs> Hold on. I'm just, just going to do this poll. Hold on. Um, Back for one more kill. Just doing the poll. 79% uh, 79 thumbs up. There you go. What a good show. 79% thumbs up. Bye-bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. 
Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.